Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I am your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks so much for being here today. Before we get started with our main topic, I did want to quickly touch base on the fact that it was reported on Tuesday that the Packers are going to be doing joint practices with the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati prior to their first preseason game. Now, remember, it's already been announced that the Packers and Patriots are going to do joint practices prior to the second preseason game that will take place in Green Bay, of course. So I love this for Green Bay. I love this for Jordan Love. I love this for an extremely young team that is going to be growing together, learning together, and trying to put together a new identity this offseason. The fact that they're going to get joint practices with the Cincinnati Bengals, a high-end potential playoff team this upcoming year before they do that preseason game, those joint practices, I guarantee you, will be far more beneficial than a preseason game where what, like half the you know relevant players aren't playing in it anyway. Those joint practices will be huge. So I love that idea. Then you come back a week later, you face Bill Belichick in joint practices and then get to go against them in preseason as well. I think this is a really, really great opportunity for the Packers. Jordan Love, this young team, just to get some reps against other teams and just to kind of figure out what they're going against and try to learn that identity and put together some things that they can use over the course of a regular season. So I think this is a really great idea. I think it's a phenomenal job by Matt LaFleur to get these all set up. And with the Cincinnati Bengals and New England Patriots, I think both of those teams are going to provide significant tests for Green Bay, even in just those practices that they're not going to have going against the same players every single day in practice. So love, love, love this, love the decision uh, and love that Green Bay is going to get the opportunity to go against these two uh, very, you know, unique and interesting opponents in the Bengals and the Patriots in those joint practices. So very cool for Green Bay. And that brings us to our main topic for today, and that is David Bakhtiari and whether or not Green Bay could and or should trade him. And I'll be totally transparent. 
there's some episodes that I'm extremely looking forward to doing. There's others where I know I need to talk about it, but it doesn't sound like a really fun time. When I was originally thinking about this episode, and there is a reason why I'm talking about it today, but when I was originally thinking about it, I'm like, man, this is just one of those episodes where a third of the people are just going to knock it and say it's clickbait. It's you know end of May. There's nothing else to talk about. So here we are talking about a David Bakhtiari trade that's probably not going to happen. A third of the people are going to be like, yeah, of course they should trade him. He's you know always injured and get rid of the guy. He's not needed. And then another third are going to be like, why would you trade David Bakhtiari? He's David freaking Bakhtiari. He's one of the best offensive linemen in all of football. Why would you even consider trading him? So it's like, it's one of those you know, debates or just topics that there's no winning. Nobody's going to be happy. So I'm going to do my best. Today. And actually, I've, as I've thought about this more, I'm actually extremely excited about this episode because I do think there's some really fun things to discuss. So I hope you'll join me and go through this with me because I actually do think it's a very interesting and fun topic. And we'll get to my ultimate conclusion as to whether or not they will or whether or not they could or whether or not they should. We'll get to all of that. But it is a very interesting topic of discussion nonetheless. And the reason that I am talking about it today, if for those of you who are wondering, no, it's not just clickbait. No, it's nothing like that. The reason is today, as you're listening to this, the last day of May is a day where Green Bay literally cannot trade David Bakhtiari. His salary cap and his cap hit would accelerate into this season's uh, dead cap hit and this season's salary cap, and they would not be able to literally do the trade as of today. Tomorrow, that completely changes. It is June 1st tomorrow, as you're probably listening to this. And that means that David Bakhtiari can actually be traded on June 1st. And for those of you who are not aware, on June 1st, the salary rules change. And basically how it works is that any dead cap hit for this season will go on this season's dead cap. Any dead cap hits for future seasons will go on next year's salary cap. So there's a major change in the league calendar on June 1st. That's why you always hear released with a June 1st designation or you know if they're released after June 1st, etc. Trading is the exact same thing. On June 1st, things change. And this is actually the first time this offseason that the Packers really realistically could trade David Bakhtiari. So that is why we are talking about it today. I'd be talking actually about it tomorrow, except OTAs are on Wednesday. And I figured tomorrow you'd much more likely and rather have me talk about actually what happened at OTAs than the David Bakhtiari trade. So that's why I'm discussing it today. But that's why ultimately we are going over this. So there's also another reason I wanted to touch base on it because recently there have been a lot of comments in the comment section of, oh, the Packers should trade David Bakhtiari or do you think they'll trade David Bakhtiari? So that is another reason why I wanted to discuss this today. So shall we dig in further? I think we shall. I think it's going to be very fun. So again, hope you join me on this one. So let's start off with the contract because it's a very interesting contract. And remember, Green Bay already restructured David Bakhtiari this past offseason or this offseason, if you will. So that is going to factor into all of this. So first of all, right now, this season, he has a 21.34 million cap hit on this season's salary cap. All right. When I talk about salary cap, the only thing I really ever care about is their cap hits for this season, what they've paid in advance and things like that, and like what he's paid in cash. I don't really care all much about, I really more care about what the actual salary cap ramifications are. As a fan, that's really the only things that we should pretty much be caring about. The rest is pretty much just doesn't matter. So 21.34 million on the salary cap this year, 
next year, he has a $40.58 million salary cap. So basically he is on a two-year 62-ish, just a hair under $62 million contract for his remainder of his deal in Green Bay. He does have $38 million that is guaranteed no matter what they do, whether they keep him for the two years, they keep him one year, they trade him at some point, they trade him now, they trade him next year, they release him this year, they release him next year, whatever that ultimate you know, thing is, he is going to get 38 million and has gotten 38 million from the Packers no matter what. And there is nothing that they can do with that 38 million. So in some capacity, David Bakhtiari is going to count 38 million against the salary cap this year and or next year, no matter what happens. So that is worth noting as well. So right now he's on a two-year, about $62 million salary cap over the next two seasons or two-year $62 million contract over the next two years. 38 million of that is guaranteed no matter what they do. And there's really ultimately three scenarios at play here. The first scenario is that he plays this season for Green Bay. And then next year he's released or he is traded. That is scenario one. Scenario two is that he plays out the next two seasons for Green Bay, and then he becomes a free agent after that. And then the scenario that we're talking about today is he's traded right now. So let's go through those just from a salary cap ramification standpoint. The first scenario is that he plays this year and then is released or traded next year. If that were to happen, he would play this season on the $21.34 million salary cap hit for this season. So basically the one year, $21.34 million. And then next year, whether he would be released or traded, he would have a $19.1 million dead cap hit on next season salary cap. Now they could split that uh, a little bit up, you know, depending on if maybe they did a restructure before cutting or trading them. There's a couple different things they could do, but at in some capacity, they're going to owe 19.1 million in future salary caps. So 21.3 million this year as he's playing, 19.1 mil dead year in future salary cap hits. So what you would get is one year of David Bakhtiari playing for about 40 million against the cap. So that would be that situation. The second situation is that he plays both seasons. And we sort of already discussed that already. It would be a two-year, basically $62 million deal. And that's exactly what it would be. He would get $61.9 million for playing this year and next year and being the Packers left tackle. And then the third one is that he is traded this year. And in this scenario, he would have a $19.08 million dead cap hit this season. He would have a $19.08 million dead cap hit next season, and they would not get any playing time out of David Bakhtiari. So he would have zero years on the team, and they would owe him $38.2 million. That's when I say they are going to owe him $38.2 million in some capacity, no matter what. Even if they trade or release him right now, they're still going to end up paying it. They've already paid it, but in salary cap hits, they still have $38.2 million to pay. So basically one year and you're going to, you know, if he plays this year and you release or trade him next year, it's going to be one year's 40 million in some capacity. It would be two years, 62 million in some capacity if he plays both years, or it's going to be zero years and you end up paying 38.2 million split between this year and next year. Sort of complicated, but those are basically your three options. So let's start off with the logical scenarios here. The first, I think, question that needs to be answered is why would Green Bay even possibly consider trading David Bakhtiari? On the simplest terms, it's what I've been talking about all offseason. When is the window that Green Bay has an opportunity to win? And is there any scenario in which David Bakhtiari is included in that window? And the easy argument is no, because David Bakhtiari is on a two-year deal 
And there's a good chance that those are the last two years that he plays in Green Bay in whatever capacity that that is. At, at best, at best, he plays two more seasons. And if Green Bay is not ready to compete for a Super Bowl this year or next year, which I think you can at least make an argument, it's not looking super great at the moment that they're going to be in it this year. You never know what's going to happen. There have been crazier stories in sports history than Green Bay winning a Super Bowl this year or next year for certain. But as of right now, if you were a betting person, you would probably say the odds that Green Bay wins a Super Bowl this year or next year is probably not super great. So with that in mind, if you're not going to at least have a really great chance at a Super Bowl this year or next year, and David Bakhtiari probably only plays two more years in Green Bay, is it worth keeping him around for those two years? Or would you rather start getting assets in return and start getting younger and start getting cheaper and start building a future team that could potentially win a Super Bowl? The, the On its super simplest terms, is David Bakhtiari going to be able to help you win a Super Bowl in these two years? If the answer is no, then you probably should see what the most you can get in return for him so that you can start building assets for that next team who may have a chance of winning the Super Bowl down the road. So that's the simplest terms. It's just the timeline doesn't fit. David Bakhtiari on this team and this timeline does not fit with all the youth and, you know, basically the youth movement that Green Bay is doing on this team and trying to open up their next Super Bowl window. The timelines just don't match. So on its simplest terms, that is one reason why Green Bay could potentially look at trade, you know, trading David Bakhtiari. Number two is they could just get an offer that they can't refuse. Maybe some team calls and says, hey, we are in desperate need of a left tackle we're willing to give you guys a ridiculous offer for David Bakhtiari that you can't refuse. You know exactly what the situation is with David. You're probably not going to win a Super Bowl with him around anyway. We're willing to give you a way more than we should be willing to give you. You are probably going to have to take this deal. And if Green Bay got that phone call and some team was willing to offer some crazy trade, they would have to at least consider it in that situation or scenario. So maybe some team comes calling and offers something crazy for Bakhtiari and Green Bay would just would ultimately have to listen to that offer. The next is that Green Bay could just have way more faith in Zach Tom and Yash Nyman than we think they do. And it's possible that they think they have a long-term left tackle in Zach Tom, a long-term right tackle in Yash Nyman, and that they feel like those are going to be their bookend tackles of the future. Now, I think that's probably a bit aggressive. I don't think Green Bay probably feels super great about that at this point. I certainly don't think they would feel like either Zach Tom or Yash Nyman is ready to take the place of a David Bakhtiari, somebody who, when he is out there and healthy, is still one of the best offensive linemen in all of football, bar none. So I don't think that is probably going to be the case, but they could think, hey, we have two starting caliber tackles. Most teams don't have that. If we can get something of legitimate value in return for David Bakhtiari, we're happy to roll with Zach Tom and Yash Nyman. We can develop now Zach Tom as the future left tackle. Yash can be our long-term right tackle. We can start talking long-term deal with him, and those could potentially be our bookend tackles. In addition, there's the possibility that maybe Green Bay feels better about one of their other tackles that we just don't know about. Maybe they really like um, you know, Rashid Walker. Maybe they really like Caleb Jones. Maybe they really like Luke Tenuta. There's always something that, you know, there, there's always that unknown. We don't know how Green Bay sometimes feels about their own players, and sometimes they're very bullish on one of their own guys. Maybe they think they found an absolute steal in the seventh round in Rashid Walker or in waivers in Luke Tenuta or in undrafted free agency in Caleb Jones. Maybe they really like one of those other tackles. So maybe they feel like they can get by this year with Yash Nyman and Zach Tom, but they also feel like one of those three guys is going to be able to be a starter sooner rather than later. So even if Yash walks in free agency, 
agency next year, they still feel comfortable with a Zach Tom and a Rashid Walker, a Zach Tom and a Caleb Jones, or a Zach Tom and a Luke Tenuta. So maybe they feel better about those players. The other is Green Bay's depth along the offensive line. We just talked about the tackles and you still have a Zach Tom and a Yash Nyman plus the three backups that I just mentioned. You also still have depth in the interior of the offensive line in that situation. Not to mention Elton Jenkins can kick out to tackle if you really would like to go in that direction. You still have a Josh Myers. You still have a John Runyon Jr. You have a Royce Newman. You have a Jake Hansen. You have a Sean Ryan. This team has probably, a and maybe they like one of their undrafted guys as well. You know, So that's within the realm of possibility as well. Gene DeLance, I think, is a guy that they like to season to go. You know, um, Telford is another player who looks very interesting as an undrafted free agent. So maybe they just feel like, hey, even without David, we've got like 11 or 12 guys that are capable of making a 53-man roster. We're we're okay. Like we're going to be okay. And we can start developing some of this younger talent like the Sean Ryans, like the Rashid Walkers, the Caleb Jones, the Tenudas, the Toms, the Nymans, the, those sort of players, the Josh Myers, et cetera. So maybe they just feel like those players fit their timeline better and they still have an offensive line that goes 10, 11, 12 deep even without David Bakhtiar in the roster. That could be another thing that they ultimately feel. The other thing is that they feel like they could actually save some money this year. Now, it is extremely limited. They're going to save about $2 million this year in salary if they were to trade him this year. It's not a ton, and it's only you know $2 million on this year's salary cap, but Green Bay's tight against the cap. They don't have a ton of ways to maneuver around and make a ton more money, so maybe they feel like that $2 million that they would save by tra- you know, trading David Bakhtiari would be another thing that would help them make that ultimate decision of trade him. Now, they're not doing it for that reason. They're not ultimately saying, hey, if we trade David Bakhtiari, we can save $2 million Clearly that's not the case, but it can be another reason why if they look at everything else and agree with some of the things that I'm saying, like also getting 2 million in savings for this season, which they don't have a ton of maneuverability right now, that could be another bonus in that category of saying, hey, maybe it is time to at least consider moving on from David. And then the last one, and probably the biggest one, is that there's clearly some major injury risk with David Bakhtiari. And we don't know what's going to happen with that knee. And everyone, I don't care if he's playing for some, I don't care if he's playing for the Patriots this season. Like nobody wants to see David Bakhtiari have any more issues with his knee, period. Everyone wants to see him stay healthy no matter what. So that is clearly the case here. But we also have to consider the fact that this has been a major knee issue for the past few seasons. And yes, he made it through the majority of last year, missed a couple games here and there, and then you know had the appendicitis or whatever, and that cost him some games. That's unrelated. And Green Bay feels like they are over the hump, that David is ready to go and he's going to be able to play a full season. But there was literally a week last year where David just wasn't able to go just because the knee wasn't cooperating out of nowhere. And that is within the realm of possibility. And there always could be the case where he aggravates something. Maybe the fluid builds back up, which has been an issue for him. And all of a sudden, instead of getting 17 games of David Bakhtiari, you get seven or eight games of David Bakhtiari. And when you're talking about those huge salary cap numbers that he's going to cost this year and next year for a team that's probably not competing, there at least has to be some consideration of, hey, maybe that's not the best use of resources for where we're at as a team right now. And maybe some team that's ultra competing right 
right now and is going all in would be more willing to absorb some of that risk and say, hey, even if we get seven, eight games of David Bakhtiari at the end of the year, as long as it's during the playoffs in a Super Bowl run, that is worth it for us. For Green Bay, that might not be the case. For some other team, it may be. And this could very well be the last chance that Green Bay has to get some return on investment with David Bakhtiari. He may still have some value across the league, even with some of the injury concerns. And some team may be willing to say, hey, he's too good. We're willing to take the risk. We're all in on this season anyway. And there's a reason from a salary cap standpoint that it could actually make some sense for the team acquiring him. So if some team does come calling and does offer a legitimate asset, I think Green Bay should at least listen. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't do it, but they should at least listen if some team comes calling because this could be their last chance to get that ROI. And if he does suffer some sort of re-aggravation to the injury, or if he ends up playing only four games, certainly no team is going to want to take that risk next year, or he could end up having to retire. He could end up just having no value. They could release him for nothing. So this could be their last chance to get any sort of ROI on any sort of trade for David Bakhtiari. So that is why Green Bay may want to do it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday podcast, we're all about look good, play good. And that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. But there's another key piece at play here as well that we at least have to consider and talk about. And there's a very good chance and likelihood that Green Bay wants nothing to do with the David Bakhtiari trade, that they are just set and they think he's going to be their left tackle. And ultimately, I think that that's probably the case. However, there's another party at play here. 
and that's David Bakhtiari. We have to at least consider that there's a world in which maybe David Bakhtiari says, hey guys, I'm not going to come out publicly and say and demand a trade and cause a huge fuss, but I would really like to be traded. Bach is 32 years old. He has the knee issues. We don't know how much longer he's going to be able to do this. And he's been pretty vocal that he feels like Green Bay is going through a rebuild and he may not be at the point in his career where he really wants to go through a rebuild at this phase. He probably knows, just like we're talking about right now, that with his knee, any year could potentially be the last year. And if that's the case, does he really want to spend that last year on a team that is going with a bunch of 21, 22, 23, 24-year-olds on offense, and then a 30-plus-year-old David Bakhtiari? That may not be David's cup of tea as he's going into the final years of his career. He may very well, would, or at least would maybe prefer to be on a team that's competing for a Super Bowl right here, right now. And he may not be super happy with a team that's ultimately rebuilding. And he could quietly request a trade in some capacity. Maybe he really would like to be reunited with Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure that's where everyone's head is going as we start talking about a potential David Bakhtiari trade. And he could just feel that he's not really part of this Green Bay Packer culture anymore, that they moved on from Mercedes and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers and Adrian Amos and all of these veterans. And yes, there's still a Preston Smith and there's still an Aaron Jones and there's still a couple guys like that that are in the locker room, but they, Mason Crosby's another guy they move on from. He could look around and be like, guys, what, what are we doing here? I'm in my you know 30s and in the last couple of years of my career, you guys are going with all first, second year players. Like what's this isn't meshing here. Why don't you send me to a team that's competing right now so I can go compete for a Super Bowl? You guys can get another young asset in return and it maybe just makes sense for everyone involved. So I'm not saying as well that this is the case that Bakhtiari would do this. There's a really great chance that he would just like to finish his career in Green Bay. That's just as likely as anything else. But if he is unsatisfied, if he doesn't want to be part of this youth movement, if he doesn't want to stick around with a first-year starting quarterback and a bunch of young receivers and tight ends, maybe he does say, guys, I'd really like to play for another team. And Green Bay maybe would at least consider moving him if that was Bakhtiari's request. Now, how far Bakhtiari, even if that's what he wanted, would be willing to push that is certainly unknown as well, but it's at least another thing to consider. And then I think the next thing we have to talk about is what Green Bay would need in return to make this work. And I don't think they just do this for the sake of doing it. Even if Bakhtiari comes to them and says, I want to be traded, if teams start offering fifth, sixth round picks or something like that, or a swap of fourth rounders or like anything, like I think it's just a non-starter. I think Green Bay just says, you know, thanks, but no thanks. We've got our left tackle. We'll we'll give him every opportunity to stick around. We'll see what we can do over the next couple seasons with David Bakhtiari's left tackle. And at some point you need some veterans and some of those guys that can carry over some of the winning culture to this new group as well. And I think the hope of that would be that David Bakhtiari can be one of those guys. So I think it would you're talking probably at least a second round pick, a significant or a significant young asset, or a, you know, some sort of premium pick or significant young player in return for David Bakhtiari. Doing a trade just for the sake of doing a trade, getting a late day three pick or something like that is a total non-starter. And I think Green Bay would much rather just have him on the roster at that point in time. And the other thing here is with Green Bay already doing the, the restructure that they did, there's very, very, very limited financial incentive for Green Bay to trade him right now. Like I mentioned, they're basically saving $2 million on this year's salary cap. So it's not like, whoa, we get, you know, 30 more million in free, you know, in, in cap space right now by trading him. There is some incentive this year. There's some incentive next year as well, but it's not enough 
where it's necessary to do anything or it's not it's not the reason that you're doing the trade. There's no huge financial windfall that you get from trading David Bakhtiari at this point. So they would have to be wooed by some sort of legitimate trade compensation in order to actually want to do that trade. And I think that's going to be maybe the biggest, you know, I guess stumbling block when it comes to a, a you know potential trade is that Green Bay is going to want something legitimate in return, and I don't know that other teams are going to want to do that based on David Bakhtiari's age and his injury history and just having that risk involved with potentially trading for him. And then here's the other big thing: there is though a main reason why some team may want to take a chance on David Bakhtiari, and this goes back to the restructure that Green Bay did already. When I mentioned that Green Bay would only save about $2 million on their salary cap this season. What that also means is the team acquiring him only has about $2 million of salary cap that they would take on David Bakhtiari's contract for this season. What they would get by trading for David Bakhtiari is two years left on the deal. He'd have about $2 million in salary cap this year, about $21.5 million next year, which is a great deal if he can live up to his um, and just be David Bakhtiari and not have any injury issues. So he would basically be on a two-year $23 million deal with $2 million this year, $21.5 million next year. And the better thing is that that $21.5 million next year is totally non-guaranteed. So if Bakhtiari, if they were to trade for Bakhtiari, any team were to, to do that, and he doesn't work out and he ends up suffering an injury, they have zero risk for next season. So the only risk is whatever trade asset that they would give Green Bay that they would lose out on, but they would get one of the best offensive linemen in football at only a $2 million deal this year, $21.5 million next year if he does work out, which is a great deal if he does work out. And if he doesn't, you cut him and have zero dead cap hit. So the contract for the trading team for David Bakhtiari would be gorgeous. So that is a legitimate thing to consider here as well. And then we have to talk about the last thing here, and that is potential trade partners. And to me, there are three that we need to talk about here. There's only three teams that I think really make sense as potential trade you know, partners for David Bakhtiari. I think there's one that is maybe a little bit of a stretch, another that's a possibility, and then one that I think makes a ton of sense. All right, so let's do the one that's a stretch first, and that's the New England Patriots. Now, first of all, New England would have to feel like they are willing, you know, are ready to compete this year. That is a tough division. I think they're probably the fourth best team in their own division. I don't know that they're willing to take that jump and start trading for veteran players in an all-in type of move for a David Bakhtiari. They're probably behind Miami, you know, New York, and Buffalo in the pecking order at this point. But if they just wanted to go out and get a really great left tackle and improve their team, they could look at that. They have Trent Brown and Riley Reef as their likely starting offensive tackles. Trent Brown spent all of 2021 in New England as a right tackle. He spent 2022 as their left tackle. Riley Reef has flipped a little bit around as well. I think they would probably love Riley Reef to be a swing tackle and not have to be the main starter. And you could look at David Bakhtiari at left tackle move Trent Brown back to right tackle, and then Riley Reef becomes that natural swing tackle if David Bakhtiari misses some games or if Trent Brown were to miss some games. You've got that really logical backup at either spot there. So the New England Patriots, to me, are a team that if they want to compete in their division, they need some better players. David Bakhtiari would give them that. They have a hole at offensive tackle. I think Bakhtiari could fill it. You move Trent Brown to right tackle, and you probably feel much better about your offensive line as a whole. 
Do I think that's super likely? No, but it's one of the few where you look at the roster, you look at the depth chart and say, okay, they could actually use a Bakhtiari. And if they want to go and compete with the Bills and the Dolphins and the Jets of the world, they do need some better players. David Bakhtiari would certainly give them that. That's the one that is probably a bit of a stretch. The one that makes some sense is of course the New York Jets. The reason it's only some sense is because they do have Dwayne Brown, Mekhi Becton, Billy Turner, and Max Mitchell, four players who have started at offensive tackle in this league. Dwayne Brown has a dead cap hit of $6.3 million. Uh, inside, like it would be split between this year and next year, but he does have a lot of guaranteed money. So just releasing Dwayne Brown is going to have some financial consideration with it. Now, that being said, Dwayne Brown is coming off the worst season of his career. By releasing him, yes, it's $6.3 million in dead salary cap, but they'd have $9.7 million in savings this year by doing it. They could go out and get David Bakhtiari at only $2 million on this year's salary cap. We know the Jets are all in on this season. As mentioned, Brown's coming off the worst year of his career. He's, he's much older than even Bakhtiari. I think he's going to be 38 this upcoming season. And like I said, has not played well. So yes, you have that veteran at left tackle and there's some dead salary cap hit there. But I think if you just release him, and maybe some team would even be willing to trade for him, but I think if you release him, you end up with more savings this year. You actually have more money to go out and spend. You add David Bakhtiari to the roster. You have that friendship and logical transition there with Aaron Rodgers already on the roster. I'm sure Bakhtiari would love to go to the Jets. So that does make some sense. But the Dwayne Brown situation, the fact that he's there, the fact that he has 6.3 in dead cap, that could give the Jets at least some pause and say, hey, maybe we're just good with what we have. Becton's probably going to be the starting right tackle. You still have Billy Turner, you have Max Mitchell backing up. But I think if I were a betting man, I think the Jets would at least be open to this and say, yeah, listen, we'll just cut Dwayne Brown. We'll put David at left tackle. We'll put, you know, we'll have Makai Becton and Billy Turner fight it out at right tackle. Becton probably wins that out. You still have a Max Mitchell as a potential swing tackle. Billy can kick inside if you need to. And all of a sudden you have a much, much better left tackle and probably somebody that, you know, Aaron Rodgers feels much better protecting his left side, his best friend. And uh, they can share the, the, you know, golf cart again in New York, whatever it may be. I know it'd be a tough sell for Packer fans, another, you know, favorite Packer going to the Jets, but it would make some sense. That would be a logical landing place. But that's not the place I think makes the most sense. The place that I think easily makes the most sense is the Kansas City Chiefs. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm calling Green Bay right now. And the Chiefs signed Donovan Smith, the longtime left tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is okay at best. And yes, Tampa Bay was able to win a Super Bowl with him at left tackle, so it's not impossible. But the Chiefs are in win now mode. They are ready to win Super Bowls right now. I know that because they just won a Super Bowl. They are the best team in the league and they are risking a lot with Patrick Mahomes having Donovan Smith as their left tackle for this season. And you can solve that with only a $2 million salary cap hit by adding David Bakhtiari for, to the roster. If I were Kansas City, I would be calling Green Bay right now and offering my second round pick for next year. Because if you're Kansas City, what are you expecting? You're expecting, especially by adding a David Bakhtiari to the roster, you're expecting to win the Super Bowl next year. That's pick 64 in next year's draft for David Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles, best offensive lineman in football, protecting Patrick Mahomes' blind side and adding a huge piece to your roster for 2023. 
and then you have no guarantees in 2024. If you want him next year, he's on a cheap enough deal. You could even split that split that out more with a restructure if you wanted to. If I'm Kansas City, I am calling Green Bay and doing everything I can to acquire David Bakhtiari. And I think a second round pick for both sides makes sense. There's limited risk for KC. You don't really care about giving up the 64th pick in the draft. Maybe you get a fifth round pick back from Green Bay or something just to protect you a little bit more. Maybe it's a sixth round pick or something. If I'm Green Bay and I can get a second round pick for David Bakhtiari right now, I'm all in. Because again, I don't think I'm winning in the next two seasons with David anyway. I get a second round pick in return. I get huge cap savings next year by doing this deal. I get $2 million in savings this year. I can go with Zach Tom and Yash Nyman for the time being. I pick up another second rounder. Now I have two firsts and two seconds next year. You can start really building the depth on this team. I think that is a beautiful trade for both sides. Chief second rounder for David Bakhtiari and a sixth rounder. I'm, I'm all in for both of those sides. And I think that deal makes a ton of sense. Now, all of that being said, because of Bakhtiari's injuries, I think it's going to be less likely that some teams may be willing to take that risk. Even a Kansas City who needs a left tackle, who would only have $2 million in cap hit for Bakhtiari this year, I think it still might be a tough sell knowing that he's had some of those injury concerns. And if Green Bay doesn't get the ROI on return for David Bakhtiari, if they don't get a premium pick, it's much better to just keep him on the roster as is and let him stick with this team. Let Jordan Love have that left tackle. Let him protect his blind side and get you know, love a little bit comfortable as he's starting to play his first starting season in the NFL. I do think that next year probably makes more sense to trade him anyway. There's extremely limited savings by trading him now. There's a much better savings next year by trading him. And you already basically took the huge cap hit by restructuring this year. So you only have him on the roster for 2 million this year anyway. So you might as well keep him on the roster this year. And then if he plays well, then you could potentially look to trade him next year if he still has that value. So I think that probably makes more sense. And I think Green Bay may look at it more likely in a 2024 scenario than right now. But Again, they all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, if Green Bay gets an offer they can't refuse, if some team does come calling and offering a premium pick, I think Green Bay would at least have to consider it. So I think it would probably take more than maybe any other team is willing to do, which is why I don't see it super likely. I think Green Bay is planning on David Bakhtiari being on the roster in 2023, but we are now at the point where Green Bay could could theoretically trade him. And maybe if they start going through OTAs and mini camps and Zach Tom and Yash Nyman, some of these guys are looking really good, maybe they would legitimately consider it. As of right now, I would expect Bakhtiari to be on the, the roster for the entirety of this season. And I think they could potentially, look, maybe they look to trade him at the deadline if Green Bay's not playing well. And if Bakhtiari is looking great, that could be another opportunity where they look to trade him as well. But I think in all likelihood, he probably stays on the roster this season. And then Green Bay looks at things again next off season and sees if maybe Maybe they could get something in return when there's a little bit more cost savings going into next year than there is right now. If something were to happen, I do think the Chiefs make the most sense. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you as always for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow breaking down OTAs, everything that I found, you know, watched and was able to see at that OTA practice. So make sure to check that out. Subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure to hit the notification button so you get notifications anytime a new episode's out. I'll see you guys tomorrow, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.